Hello, everybody. Uh, just so you know, today's episode, we're talking about Tiny Toons, but we will not be discussing the revelations from San Diego Comic-Con about the new voice actors and, of course, Buster and Babs being twins in the upcoming Tiny Toons reboot. And why? Well, because we recorded this episode before we went to San Diego Comic-Con. So... We will be talking about that stuff, but just not in this episode. So if you'd like to share your thoughts about all that stuff, uh, send it on over to us, animatycast at gmail.com. And now, on with the episode. And welcome, everybody, to a Tiny Toons episode of the Animatycast. Oh, boy! But you can call me sir. <laughs> uh, just a little joke. But seriously, I'm sure we're going to have just oodles of fun together. So let's say hi and greet each other with a smile and a hearty handshake. I know it's sappy, but a guy's got to earn his carrot money somehow. Welcome, everybody, once again to another episode of Talkin' Tiny Toons. Yes, this is the spin-off series of the Animaniacast. And today we're going to be talking all about another episode of Tiny Toon Adventures. We're going to revisit all of our favorite jokes and as many cultural references as we can find. And of course, in the end, we're going to give this episode of Tiny Toon Adventures a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again are my co-hosts. There's my brother Nathan. I'm 100% dry all-American jackrabbit. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Ah, uh, hello, hello. We are back once again, folks, with a Tiny Toons episode, and this one I I do remember uh, as a little kid watching. I remember, you know. These I love going back to these Tiny Toons episodes and rewatching them. Uh, this one features three segments. This is episode twenty-nine, "Rainy Days." It's from season one, and it features the segments "Rent a Friend," "Bunny Days," and "Forgone Conclusion." And if someone were to ask you about this episode in just a few words, what would you tell them, Nathan? Uh, it's like. Being in the rain. It's like playing in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Or singing in the rain. No? Yeah, there you go. That's good. Okay. And Kelly, what about you? You know, the only thing I can think of is I've been having this song in my head from the Sailor Moon American soundtrack all day long called Rainy Day Man. And it's because of this episode. So. <laughs> there you go. It's so, like Sailor Moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'll remind so you it of Sailor mind. Moon. Yeah, <laughs> it it'll remind you of Sailor Moon for some reason, unless you have, of the title. Of the, the, there you go. If, you, if you're intimately familiar with the American soundtrack <laughs> from when it aired on, on American television in the '90s, then you might get that song in here. <laughs> well, this episode was 
well, it was voted on by our patrons, but there was a three-way tie. There was a three-way tie with this episode and a couple other ones. So I went to Kelly, and I said, Kelly, it's, 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 this is always her responsibility. And it's been her responsibility quite often because we've been getting these ties with Tiny Tunes a lot. The patrons have tied. What is it going to be? And she said, episode 29, Rainy Days. And I said, oh, really? Why? Like, why is that, Kelly? And Kelly, what did you say? I just randomly picked it. It was just random. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, all right. But that works for me because I have not. That's yet... the most kind of fair. Random. Oh, I try Thanos to avoid says. this decision fatigue whenever possible. So, yeah. You know, roll yeah. the dice. Roll the dice and just see what happens. But, you know, I don't think you can really go wrong, especially uh, with episodes of Tiny Toons that people suggest you watch. You know, you know that it's going to have some good moments in it. And I did enjoy this episode. But before we start talking about it, Nathan, you got to tell us, please, when did this episode first premiere? Aha, I know this from memories. This episode premiered on Thursday, November 1st of 1990. I didn't actually remember. That. <laughs> it was like three. I don't know. Uh, oh, and you may ask yourself, why is this day so important? It's because... This is the same three. No. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I was because I was three. No, no. Uh, this was the um, the last of Margaret Thatcher's original government resigned was Deputy PM Howe. You know him? I don't know. Uh, Not personally. No, but, you know, he's he's... Um, well, the revival of George and Ira Gershwin's musical. Okay. Opened uh, in Richard Rogers Theater in New York City. And that went for like 77 performances. So that's. Is that good? I don't even know. I don't even know. That doesn't sound remarkable to me, but we don't have any other, we don't have any other facts. Mm, No, because all the episodes are like a day apart. So what if we do? Oh my gosh, that's true. That's true. So I don't want to go too far. So, okay. Well, let's go ahead and get into our discussion of the first segment. And that is called Rent a Friend. And Rent-A-Friend was written by Jim Reardon and Paul Dini, and it was directed by Art Leonardi. And Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in Rent-A-Friend? All right. Well, before the episode even starts, we have oh, yeah. Babs and Buster Bunny the come down. Yeah. So, I what, don't know. so what is, this is all about rainy day stuff. Yeah. Right? And he's like, hey, it's raining. And, you know, some people uh, have to pay for friends. And then you hear Monty yelling and like, that's one of them. And then <laughs> Today we're going to show you how to get through a rainy day. You might want to pass those long, soggy afternoons with a buddy. But in Montana Max's case, he has to rent his friends. Mm. Sounds like you blew another security deposit. <laughs> you know what? I, I got to say, I really do love how they combined. They were able to, in this episode, uh, get these... Uh, segments to work together in, mm-hmm. a, in a cohesion be- with those wraparounds because otherwise they they wouldn't really work but this the yeah it looks like it's all part of a bigger story even though yeah. they are three completely separate things that don't really have anything to do with rainy days yeah even but, the third but yeah we'll get to the third one but i was like this one like is a bit of a stretch but <laughs> yeah yeah but you know whatever <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So uh, Monty is uh, has rented a friend, and his friend is now running out of the house because he's being tormented by Montana Max. And 
So now he's got to call and get another friend and from the Acme Renta friend. And, the, you know, wouldn't you know it, the next friend that arrives is Buster Bunny. Uh, he's trying to make some extra cash for, I can't remember why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he uh, he's not as easy to torment as the other friend was because these uh, toys end up backfiring a lot on Monty. Uh, uh, the first one does bash uh, Buster right through a, a wall right through the safe uh you know he's like getting to see all of montana max's like cool things like instead of baseball cards he has baseball players and uh yeah it's kind of like uh it's kind of cool like kind of a uh, creepy thing when it pops out like an inflatable guy yeah it's kind of weird (laughs) (laughs) but it was kind of it was funny i see i found my toy vault this is where i keep all my best junk hey monty what are you keeping here baseball cards Cards are for wusses. I collect baseball players. Whoa! <laughs> you should hear the sound they make when I stick them in my bicycle spokes. Uh, one of the uh, toys is like this giant bunny basher robot, uh, but uh, Buster ties some ears onto Montana Max, and then the the robot thing goes after him and you know drops him outside of a building. So uh, he has to get rescued, uh, and luckily Buster was able to call the rescue department uh, just in time. Unfortunately, it cost Montana Max like $250,000. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. And not, to make it things even worse, now he has to also pay for the rent-a-friend, which is like $13. Oh, man, Montana Max is so <laughs> unhappy with that. $13. You saved my life! Exactly. Oops, your time's up, Monty. That'll be $13.50, please. What? Ah, this ought to cover it. On behalf of Acme Rent-A-Friend, I thank you. Do call again, and remember, stay friendly. Oh! I'll give you friendly, you long ears, huh? A true friend will always try to stay in touch. Uh, but yeah, there you go. I think he gets shot in the butt or something with a ray gun. I could, I yeah, think. he gets chased off by the, the that running gag of the rocket ship uh, mm. thing. That, that Buster is now. Well, he's he got even. Uh, yeah, he because he's reading from his rule book. <laughs> Chapter four. When all else fails. Get even. I will say Buster really wanted to do a good job in this. Yeah. Uh, he really, you know what? He's He's got a side hustle. Or maybe this is his only hustle, actually. <laughs> he's a student, <laughs> and this is his, his uh, job. But anyway, uh, there were some um, uh, yeah, references to, to things uh, at the beginning with the first Rent-A-Friend uh, said, I'm not an animal, I'm a human being. And that's uh, from The Elephant Man, a movie that I have not seen. Or actually it's about played. a giant animal, I think. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> no? Uh, have either of you seen the play or the movie, The Elephant Man? 
many, many, many years ago. Many, many years ago. Many, many times. No, <laughs> I believe not. I believe Mark Hamill like was in the, the uh, stage production of uh, the Elephant Man. I believe. I, uh, mm-hmm. Not not quite sure if he played the the lead role or not, but uh, I, I'm assuming he did. But at any rate, um, there's also like a a Duracell battery parody. I think it says Duracell when he mm-hmm. goes to this uh, robot that's attacking Max because he looks like a bunny. And uh, he opens up the Achilles heel uh, uh, hatch, and there's a Duras smell. <laughs> uh, the other reference I would really say is I, I think the, Max is really acting like Yosemite Sam in this one a lot. Like there, there is, I've never noticed it before how much he's so much like Yosemite Sam, but in this one he's going Russell fracking rabbit. Ooh, just wait till I get my hands on that kind of fucking rabbit. And the ooh rabbit, ah! all that kind of stuff is—it just sounds like boy, he's yet that they're going after uh, Yosemite Sam. I mean, that's—I <laughs> mean, it makes sense. Montana Max, Yosemite Sam. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's the one they're going after. Uh, but at any rate, um, there's a lot of you know cute stuff in here. What are some things that you enjoyed from this first segment? Rent a friend, Kelly. Let's start with you. I I thought it was funny when. Buster like tied up his ears to hide the fact that he was a rabbit and <laughs> um, put the ears on Montana. And I thought when Mont- Montana was falling, it was really cool. Yeah. Because it really went on for a while. <laughs> I was going, Montana Max apparently has, like, usually we see him have a mansion. But this was literally like a skyscraper. Like I wrote down in my notes, Montana's house is 5,000 stories tall. <laughs> It, he just kept falling and falling. It was very easy for uh, uh, Buster to get the fire department out there to help him out because uh, it, they, had to, they had a while to get there. Uh, Nathan, anything in this uh, first segment that you like that you noticed? Um, the the bicycle with the ejector seat reminded me of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I did. I I I thought of that too. Yeah, I, be, I bet it. I bet it was from that. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> it was red. That came out like five years earlier. It makes yeah. sense. Uh, I will say that um, Max Montana Max, I should say, uh, was very creepy in this one. He looked very creepy, like his head, mm. the way his head and his the animation his, was a little yes, and and just the things that Max says, like. Uh, Monty, I should say. I keep wanting to call him Max because I, I don't, don't call him Monty. Oh, oh, well, Mont- Montana. He, um, yeah, he gets mad oh, at Buster for calling. Him. Yeah, he gets. This is the only <laughs> time I think he ever gets mad at anyone calling him Monty. But <laughs> well, he he was going like it's very Ooh. mad. <laughs> but he said fresh meat at some point too, and I was just like, this is like a demon child. Like he really reminded me of the movie Problem Child. Well, if the movie Problem Child was like. Pure on, he, he's like a pure on Chucky doll in this one. It was uh, <laughs> it was pretty creepy the way that Montana Max was acting. It was like psychopathic uh, guy. Um, at any rate, but it was still a cute uh, thing. Uh, but Nathan, you did mention the animation. This is this whole episode was animated by freelance graphics or freelance animation from New Zealand, and they did two other episodes of Tiny Toons. They did uh, Brave Tales of Real Rabbits and Toons Take Over. Uh, but this is their first one. And, of course, they went on to animate some episodes, many segments of uh, Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the ones that they did with the Warners. Uh, let's see, they had uh, uh, the, the uh, Blackboard uh, Bungle. Bungles, uh, the, our chalk, favorite chalkboard, episode. Chalkboard Bungle. Chalkboard Bungle, it? yeah. Yes, and uh, which was uh, horrible animation, great script. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then Survey Ladies was another one that they did, which was better. I think it was probably the best that Freelance ever did with the the Warners. And, yeah, and there was like but it Moby still was or, a little weird looking. Yeah, and then Moby or like, not Moby. Everything about Freelance is just so, like, everybody's kind of moving their, it's, it's, it's almost good, but always sort of bad at the same yeah, time. It's this it's, weird in between. It's about as bad as you can get and still go on air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because everybody's every well, everyone's kind of like their mouths. Like we've talked with Tom about this quite often. Is that with freelance, it's like their mouths never quite close, and um, it just kind of looks like they're. I don't know. It's it's an interesting uh, interesting style. I'll give it that. <laughs> so, but hey, it, it I guess it all started with this episode. There <laughs> with we go, freelance. Yeah, they got, I mean, only two other episodes in Tiny Toons. Not that many, but uh, I, I don't know. One of these must have been impressive enough for them to keep going with Animaniacs. I don't know if it was... Or cheap uh, enough, yeah. Cheap enough. Uh, I was going to say, it was either it was either looked impressive or the price was just impressive. Yeah. Like, that's good. <laughs> right. It's the right well, price. It's the right price. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and get to the next segment. The next segment is called Bunny Days. And Bunny Days is written by Barry Caldwell, and it was directed by Art Leonardi once again. And this segment, well, Bunny Days, and the whole episode's called Rainy Days Connection. Probably, I guess. So it's Start with rain. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> so Babs, in this one, Babs it comes home. Her mom is not there. Her mom's out shopping at the mall. Uh, so Babs has the house to herself. And this is how you used to tell the kids... I, I this is one of the things that I really kind of got reminiscent nostalgic about was just the fact of looking for a note from your mom on the fridge. Uh, whereas today, obviously, you get a text or a uh, you know a, a phone call from your mom, letting you know exactly what's going on. This was like read the note from your mom, and to have the whole house to yourself. Babs has to clean her room, do her homework, and take a bath, and she can't complain because she turns her nose up, and her mom just knows. She's going to do it. Dear Babs, hon, went to the mall. All right. Please clean up your room. Do your homework. Take a bath. Yuck. Don't you turn up your nose, young lady. (laughs) Uh, Side note, I love Babs' mother's voice, this Minnesotan accent. Uh, The same kind of voice that uh, Tress McNeil does for, like, Freakazoid's mom. Uh, stuff like that. It's it's just a cute voice. At any rate, uh, Babs starts getting to work, and she immediately starts imagining things to make it a little bit more interesting. So what do you do when you have to clean up your laundry all over the floor? Well, you make yourself into uh, this uh, Barbarella kind of a character, except it's Babarella. And Babarella goes to this planet where she has to go and collect polyester clothes off of the ground but there's this goofdar alien there a few more pieces and i'll be able to make it home but the murderous goofdars live on this planet you never know when one will turn up 
How's that for a setup line? <laughs> what I tell ya? Goofdar is, I didn't notice it at first, but as soon as it starts running, you realize that this is a combination alien that looks kind of like Pluto and Goofy in monster form. Uh, there's a Goofy hat on the dog's butt, which is very <laughs> weird. I've never seen, uh, you know, such a uh, obvious uh, Disney uh, reference in uh, Tiny Toons or Animaniacs off the top of my head. Uh, at any rate, uh, they also, by the way, go to the planet uh, Freeling, which is uh, a, a tribute to the Looney Tunes director, uh, Frizz Freeling. At any rate, she kind of gets out of that, and then she goes into uh, a uh, Godzilla thing where she's uh, she's dealing with these toys in her uh, bathtub. And I think it's the pirate part in that, too, where she's imagining herself as a pirate being pushed off the, the Yeah, plank. I think so. Yeah, yep, she st- starts with and that. Then she's, mm-hmm. Yeah, starts with that, and then it turns into a Godzilla, Babzilla thing. Underwater atomic bomb tests. Woke it from its million-year sleep. It's the dreaded Babzilla! Frank Welker does the voice of uh, Babzilla, which is pretty obvious because it's just, you know, Hey, Frank Welker knows how to do those monster sounds. And he also did Sweetie's voice, too, because Sweetie Bird, uh, I think that's her name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not as well-versed in my Tiny Toons characters. Sweetums. So, Sweetums. No, Sweetums is the Muppet. Oh, right? dang it. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, yeah, the usually is, is not voiced by Frank Welker, but this, you know, she's doing a pirate voice. So it's, uh, you know, crackers, crackers voice. Swim with the shark. <laughs> At any rate, uh, you know, she gets out from there, and um, I, yeah, she, she, I, what else did it? She, she gets out of the thing, and uh, she, she then gets sacrificed to the tribes. Oh, that's then, right. But it that's turns right. out, so, so, okay, so then she's out of the bathtub, and she's in her robe, and then she gets, she's imagining herself to be sacrificed. Uh, but to the to a monster, to, yeah, some like it's like King Kong, but it's like Tiki Tiki or Kooky Kooky. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's play the clip. Tiki Tiki. Anyway, <laughs> she runs screaming, and this is some fantastic Chris McNeil screaming. Uh, by the way, really, uh, no, again, nobody does monster voices like Frank Welker, and no one screams like Chris McNeil. Like my new shoes? I think that's basically it, right? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was her mom. It turned mom, out it was her mom, her mom came, mom home. came home. That was what was knocking at the door. Not a monster. Ha, ha, ha. But that's and she it. never did her homework. All right. Well, there, I know there was no. Yeah, I wonder if this segment was cut out. Like, uh, mm. I think it's in this. If you are listening, at least on the DVD. No, it was on the Hulu. Yeah, if you listen to the audio right before this um, segment starts, like after it comes back back from commercial, you can hear like a note or two. And I'm not quite sure if that is the. Uh, message of will be like the last little fragment of you know tiny tune adventures is now back um but it's weird it i don't know there's something weird going on with this segment and it's possible that the whole homework thing might have been cut out or i think more likely what is there to imagine when you're doing homework i don't yeah <laughs> uh at any rate there there's i mean i already mentioned some of the the references there with the goof dar but the other thing and the bat bur- 
Barbarella, Babarella. The other thing it really reminded me, though, that whole Babarella thing was that um, she's she's wearing these sunglasses that look like uh, Calvin Hobbes uh, Spaceman Spiff, which uh, had the little you know boxy thing with the thing, and I'm not sure if that is a intentional uh, thing or just a coincidence, but I know that you know because Calvin and Hobbes mm. and Tiny Toons were coming out at the same time, but it's possible. I don't know. Uh, at any rate, what did you two think about this uh, segment, uh, Kelly? I'm going to go to you again. What did you? Who did you see that you liked? That was cute. Um, I always say that everything's cute. But like <laughs> when she gets in the the bathtub, it reminds me of when I was a little kid and had like a you know, little boat and stuff and toys and um, you know shark shark toys and stuff and um, and then. Uh, I don't know. It was just kind of fun remembering having an imagination as a kid. Yeah. I, and, I, um, I, I, I thought kind of the same thing that it was, it, if anything, this episode just reminded me about, Oh yeah, I used to do these kinds of things as a kid too, which made me like, Oh, Oh, the, you know, this was written well, uh, very much like that. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Uh, anything? This is still how I clean my room and take baths. Well, <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I don't know how you two do laundry, but <laughs> it's definitely, well, I don't know if it's more effective or you know, it might take a little bit more time, but if you ever go to Nathan's house, it's and more see him, if you see him running around the house with laundry in his hands saying, Goofdar, Goofdar, then you know what's going on. Well, let's go ahead and get to our last segment right now. And our last segment is called Furgone Conclusion. And Furgon Conclusion was written by Wayne Katz and Chris Otsuki and directed by Art Leonardi and Kelly. What happens here in Furgon Conclusion? Well, Buster and Babs uh, think they're going to Aruba, but they take a wrong turn or something and they end up in Antarctica. And Buster says it's still it's a little cold for Aruba, and um, Babs ends up falling in the water, and because she it's like she hasn't realized yet how cold it is or something, and so she just jumps right in and becomes a block of ice because it's Antarctica, it's cold. A little baby seal falls her out with like a, a hair h a r e ha ha hair dryer. <laughs> We should make a Aruba by dinner time. Then let's motor. Uh, thanks for the friendly flipper, sport. But then this woman comes up and sort of like this Cruella DeVille wannabe. And her name's Gotcha Grabmore. And she takes the little baby seal. She's going to turn it into clothing or something. And that's not cool. Don't worry, baby seal skins. Gotcha make you into a lovely fur leg warmers. For Budapest Ballet. Gotcha, darling. Plank, little shop, I must sigh. Buster and Babs disguise themselves as a couple called the Vanderbunnies, and they kind of remind me of the, uh, the Howells in Gilligan's Island. Yeah. A little bit. I think so. That's probably what they were going after. So they show up at her, I got Garamore's store boutique and she's got a lot of furs there already. And she's talking to the seal and, you know, about how she's going to turn it into some clothing and it's kind of 
scared and then that they show up and they pretend to be these, these wealthy socialites and Babs wants the seal and Gotcha says, well, you know, I haven't even skinned it yet. And she's like, no, no, no. like the, the, the new fashion is wearing them live. Uh, please step into fitting area and I show your latest fur shipment. <laughs> Such soft, lovely fur. So warm, too. But, but, but he's still alive. Oh, it's the latest fashion to wear them alive. Don't worry about wrapping it up, gotcha, darling. I'll wear it home. But then she sees Bab's tail and realizes that she's a bunny. And so she threatens Babs and Buster and, and you know, she, she calls their fur like cheap or whatever. Um, but she's, you know, she'll, she'll take it anyway. And she takes her scissors out and like, she's going to start cutting at them, but they run away and chasing each other all around the, the boutique. Very well, gotcha, we'll getcha. Dashing through the snow in a beat up Chevrolet. Buster pretends to be like a, a cop or something. Um, says in the, the summary of Mountie, which I didn't remember being distinctly a Mountie, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I, guess, asked, yeah. I guess they must have been in Ar- in the Arctic, not Antarctica, right? Because that would be the the north versus the um, south. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, sure. I don't know. Maybe were there bears there? Because uh, the Arctic has bears, the Arctic right? Has Antarctic bears. has. But Mounties are only associated with Canada. Canada. I thought that 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 uh, Mount Mont <laughs> that Monty something stuck me on that. That Mounty was uh, out of his jurisdiction, I think. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so so he says something about her speeding or something like that, and then they they managed to put her on trial, which is a speedy trial. <laughs> and um, <laughs> gotcha, grab more. The court shall read the list of charges. You are charged with pilf pilfering, disturbing the peace, conduct on becoming a cartoon character, operating without an artistic license, overuse of a bad Hungarian accent, and unauthorized impression of a living celebrity. How do you plead? I am innocent. Ha! Jury, have you reached a verdict? <laughs> Guilty as charged. She's like trying to put her herself at the mercy of the court because they the jury's all made up of all seals so um jury's kind of stacked up against her yeah and they find her guilty and then they say she's got to float south for winter and she's floating on a, a block of ice and so they're sending her somewhere where she can't get any fur they sh- and then uh, they should have followed her down to aruba that's where they wanted to go in the first place wasn't it <laughs> right but but they don't they end up at, back at acme acres and the seals with them now. I know, I know. Acme Acres is not Aruba. But we couldn't miss the best part of a rainy day. <laughs> the rainbow. I love the little seal. I, I don't know if it's supposed to be a little heart seal or not, but as I'm sitting here in my room, I, I can see a little figurine of a heart seal that I have because I'm obsessed with little white fluffy seals. Mm. They're super cute. And I think back in the 90s, I mean, uh, Kelly, I remember a big push in the 90s with uh, definitely a, you know, down with fur coats and especially with baby seals. Like, I, I remember yeah. a big movement. And so this this cartoon was kind of reflecting that, being in the media about, you know, 
and it's it's teaching kids the honest truth about these fur coats and everything, right? You know, they're not just they don't just appear. They're killing in some case baby cases baby animals to make them. So she's a lot more intimidating, I guess, well in some ways than uh, Corilla Deville cuz she just she wants to kill everything. <laughs> she's just mm-hmm. like these rabbits, I'll get them, I'll snip them. And she has a great catchphrase. You know, that gotcha's gonna get you or whatever. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, got. Oh, yeah. And they they turn it back on they her. Turn Ooh. it back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, and this 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 is her first appearance, by the way, in Tiny Toon Adventures. She later uh, came back for this episode. I don't have it on the top of my tip of my tongue. It's or whatever. It's a whale one with the baby whale, and that one got the Humanitas Award, I believe. For Tiny Toons, and I think she was trying to get in that episode. It's been years since I've seen it. Like she's trying to get oil from the whales to make perfume mm-hmm. or something like that. And and that one, yes, that one is an award-winning episode. And uh, that's, we'll have to do that. That's yeah. It's called Whales Tales, the forty-fifth episode yeah. of Tiny Toons. So, and I at first I was like, who is this voiced by? Because um, I was like, is this Tress McNeil doing this? Uh, Ava Gabor or Jaja Gabor kind of voice, but uh, I, and I looked at the credits and I didn't see the name. At least, and maybe the Joan, Joan Gerber. Gerber. I didn't see her in the actual credit card, credit card, credit, <laughs> <laughs> the title card uh, of the credits. Uh, but Joan Gerber, yeah, is, is the voice, and so I had to look her up um, while we were talking, and she just passed away in 2011. It looks like. But she had been doing voices since the the late 50s here. And and a lot of them were just kind of like additional voices here and there. But uh, I think the one that most people would probably recognize her from was in the original DuckTales. Uh, She was Mrs. Mrs. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Beakley in that. Uh, And so, yeah, she, she, she has quite a resume. And including, even though she passed away in 2011... On IMDb, it says that she voices some characters in a cartoon in 2020. So apparently, that one was in development uh, hell for a while. Matthew and Ophelia. Or they just used. They could have just used some. Oh, some yeah. Maybe. She voices audio. three characters Mother, Rock Number Two, and Pinocchio in Matthew and Ophelia's Wonderful World of Fun TV series. So. I don't know. At any rate, uh, speaking of Scrooge McDuck, I forgot a reference in the first segment with Montana Max. He was, I think, reading the paper, and he mentions a Scottish duck gets roasted or something like that. And uh, I did not get it at the time, but that was yet another Disney reference to uh, Scrooge McDuck. So there you go. We got a couple Disney references in this episode. But what did you do think about this last segment here of today's episode? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I thought they did a clever way of combining it with the rainy days that they're they're like, oh, it's raining outside. Let's go to Aruba. And then like cut to Aruba. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was cute, a uh, good way. And then, yeah, it was, um, it was an interesting, fun villain where she's sometimes smart and then still stupid you know <laughs> yeah like an intimidating kind of uh character she, yeah she doesn't like she was able to recognize that oh you're tricking me 
And then, but not for the child thing, but yeah, I love that. I love the rundown of the things that she's found guilty of. And one of them being that she's doing a bad impression of a living celebrity. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I like that. That was a, that was a good, uh, charge. Although I thought I liked, liked, liked her impression. I thought she was was, really good. I was just looking up, uh, the meaning of Antarctica and it means no bears. So just really, yeah, that's why I was saying that. I was like, but no, is it? And Arctic is, hmm. you know, means the uh, northern or towards the bear. So they need to make a song <laughs> called There Are No Bears in Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, and that's true. There are no bears in Antarctica. Um, yeah. But yeah, near the bear and the streets is are Arctic. With snow. And it comes from <laughs> Arctos, which means bear. <laughs> well, there you go. See, you know what, folks? We try to teach you something. Random, yeah. stupid facts. Some sailors just animals. like, oh, there's a bear. Let's call this bears. And then they go to the other place like, oh, I don't see any bears. No bears. No bears. No <laughs> <Da> bears. <laughs> Antarctica. Antarctica. No bears. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's see. Any any other things in this last segment, Kelly, that you uh, forgot to mention that you liked? No. Well, in that case, you know what that means. It's time to get to our water tower rating. Out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Tiny Toon Adventures? Uh, Kelly, why don't we start with you? I think I'd go with four. I thought it was a a really strong episode overall. I enjoyed all the segments. Um... So, uh, so yeah, it was good. All right. Nathan? Um, I'll go with three. I don't know. I thought it was fun, but I thought some of the animation was a little weak at times. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think three. Yeah. I will go. I was going to go with three after I first saw it. But, I, you know, it's it's super cute. I think this is one of the cuter ones. Is it one of the funnier ones? No. Is it one of the best animated ones? No. But it. you know what? It's hard for me to really to go lower than three, certainly on a lot of episodes of tiny tunes. There's one that I remember really hating when I was a kid and maybe we'll get to that one eventually, but I'll reveal which one I disliked so much. Uh, it's, I'll just say that the villain in that story just annoyed me and creeped me out a little bit. So yeah. Uh, if that's a hint for anybody at any rate, uh, I'm going to go three and a half right in the middle of you two. So there we go. Three and a half. Water Towers from me. Well, let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Kelly, where can people find you online? On Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. Nathan, are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. Uh, Django FT, that's me. Well, the Animaniacast is on Twitter. Yeah. What? Yeah, we're on Facebook, too. We're on Instagram and, and, and YouTube. And a bunch of other things. Nathan and I, by the time this episode comes out, we would have just been to San Diego Comic-Con and hopefully, fingers crossed, gotten a lot of cool audio as well. So you know where to go for that, folks? Over to our podcast network, RetroZap.com. You can check out our adventures over there. So we're a proud member of the RetroZap podcast network and RetroZap has fantastic articles and podcasts every single day that you should check out and if you like our show and you love animaniacs then you should be a supporter of our patreon 
Over there, we have not only bonus audio featuring commentaries with Tom Ruger, but bonus audio of us doing stuff. And if you become a patron in uh, the $15 or $20 levels, you will get signed Animaniacs or Tiny Toons trading cards signed by the creator of the show, Tom Ruger. Wow. Just getting these Tiny Toons cards in and they look super, super cool. So I, 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 in fact, I almost don't want to advertise them off because I want to just keep them for myself, but I can't. Nathan, you're muted. That's okay. <laughs> but I was, I was trying to lip read Nathan, but I couldn't do it. Okay. Well, at any rate, <laughs> but anyway, at patreon.com slash animaniacast is the place to go for all that. So I think that just about does it for everything. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Wanted to be my friend. Really? No one? No one at all? But why? Hey, they all receive generous medical benefits. <laughs>